Hello and welcome to the Fit to Transform podcast, where you learn how to train and diet effectively and, most importantly, how to maintain those results for life, once and for all. I'm Nikias Tomasiello, a transgender training and nutrition coach working online with anyone who's ready for a true lifestyle transformation anywhere they may be in the world. As a friendly reminder, any and all information provided is for educational purposes only. You should consult with your doctor before implementing any changes to your diet and exercise program. With that disclaimer out of the way, thank you for being here. Now grab yourself a cup of tea or pre-workouts and enjoy. Hello and welcome to the third episode in the No Quit Kit series. If you haven't already signed up for the free No Quit Kit emails, you can do it using the link in the show notes. In today's episode, I want to explore the key performance indicators that you need in order to achieve fat loss. If you remember, in episode one and two, I mentioned that the key performance indicators are the daily and weekly targets that you need to hit in order to see sustained fat loss over time. Last week in particular, I covered my method for goal setting, the hierarchy of goals that I use with my clients. So you might remember that the key performance indicators are the subordinate goals that are based upon your intermediate goals and the intermediate goals are in turn based upon your superordinate goal, which I call your ultimate fitness vision, your deepest why, the reason why you are on this fitness journey to begin with, the person you want to become, what they do to maintain the results they've achieved and how they feel having that physique, having that mindset and having that lifestyle. So before you can set your key performance indicators, you need to have your why, your ultimate fitness vision, very clear. So go back, listen to that episode first, if you haven't already, and then come back to this one. First off, I'm going to list all of the key performance indicators. Then I'm going to go through each one and tell you why it's important. I'm going to tell you how to set your own targets. And finally, I am going to cover a step-by-step guide on how to hit these targets, starting from your current baseline or foundation. Let's begin with what the key performance indicators for fat loss are. These are your fat loss priorities, without which you can't expect to lose body fat. They are your calorie targets, protein, fiber, your daily steps and or cardio and your resistance training program. Now, there are indeed other aspects that are important for fat loss, such as stress management, sleep, digestion, food quality, such as eating processed versus less processed foods. But these are more advanced targets that you don't need to worry about right now when you're starting out. At the beginning of this fat loss phase, you need to master the basics and your basics are the key performance indicators. If you're consistent with those, you are going to see fat loss. Even if your stress is through the roof, sleep could be better and digestion isn't the greatest. It's going to make fat loss harder not to have these other important aspects somewhat in check, but they are not 
the basics that you need to master, they are, again, more advanced. So you might want to tackle them later when you have more experience. So let's cover the KPIs one by one. First of all, your calorie targets. This is the top priority for fat loss. You might have heard that carbs make you fat or dietary fat makes you fat or insulin makes you fat. What actually makes you lose or gain weight is your energy balance or the balance between the calories you burn over time, not just over a 24-hour period, and the calories that you're eating. To explain this, I usually use this analogy. Imagine that you're a car and you need to reach a certain destination and you only need five liters of fuel to get to the destination. Now, if you put into the, into the car that is you, these five liters, they're going to be gone by the time you reach your destination. So the car is the same as when you started. However, if you put in seven liters, when you reach your destination, you're going to have two liters left over. Those aren't just going to disappear. They're going to stay in storage so that you can use them at a later date. This is what happens when you're eating over time more calories than the calories that you burn. You have leftover energy, just like the fuel in the car. This energy doesn't just disappear into thin air. The body converts it into body fat and stores it away to use it later. So the body fat that you carry is simply stored energy. To complete the analogy, let's say that you need five liters to get to your destination, but you only put in three liters. If you have the two extra liters stored from a previous trip, you're going to be able to make the entire trip. But at the end of the trip, you're going to be left with zero liters in the tank. So in other words, if you have stored energy left over from previous meals, and all of a sudden you're giving your body less energy or fewer calories than you need to burn in a day, your body is going to go into your energy storage, into your body fat stores, and it's going to convert some of those into the energy that it needs to make up for the caloric deficit that you created by eating less and burning more calories. That's why your calorie target is your top priority. If all you want is to lose fat, as long as you have the right calorie target for you and you are consistent with it over time, you are going to see body fat loss. Unfortunately, there are quite a few misconceptions in the fitness industry about how calories work and how weight loss or fat loss works. So I'm going to cover two main ones. The first one is that some popular diets are purported to work because you're cutting carbs or because you're cutting fats. Now, the real reason is that you're cutting calories. For example, keto doesn't make you lose weight because you're cutting out all carbs. It's making you lose weight because calories are contained in the three macronutrients, carbs, protein, and fats. And on average, 50 to 55% of our daily calories 
come from carbs. So if you're cutting out all carbs, you are essentially halving your current caloric intake. You're eating half of your normal calories. That is definitely going to lead to fat loss, but it has nothing to do with carbs per se. Carbs aren't evil. And in fact, I've been eating carbs at maintenance calories. I'm eating carbs now that I'm dieting for a photo shoot. I've always, I've always been eating carbs and I've still achieved fat loss. And so can you. The second misconception is that if you eat healthy, you're going to lose weight. And I have so many people coming to me saying, look, I think my diet is pretty healthy, but for some reason I can't lose this weight. The reason is that you're eating too many calories. The quality of your food, so eating nutritious food, is important for health and performance, but it's not what's going to make a difference to your fat loss. So I think I've covered the importance of calories in enough depth. So I'm going to tell you how I calculate fat loss calories for my clients. I have two methods. The first method which I usually take with my one-on-one clients, is a personalized approach. I ask my clients to start tracking calories and to do it consistently for one or two weeks. If they're already experienced with tracking calories, normally one week or 10 days is enough. If they're not very experienced and they need to become consistent and also accurate with tracking, two weeks is better. So As they're tracking calories, I'm also asking them to track their body weight. And if their body weight is going up as they're eating and going about their normal diet as they always have, that means that they are in a slight caloric surplus. They're adding a bit too much oil in the car compared to what they need to maintain the same weight. If they're already losing weight a little bit, it means that they are in a caloric deficit of some size, meaning that they're already giving their car a little less fuel than it needs. So the car is resorting to already stored fuel. Lastly, if their weight is staying pretty much exactly the same within a range of a few pounds, which is maintenance, your maintenance is not the same weight every single day, it's a small range of about 2% up or down. In that case, that means that they are already maintaining their weight. Once I have one or two weeks worth of these data, so I have the calories they've been eating and importantly, how their body weight has been reacting to these calories, I can calculate first the calories they need right now to maintain their weight. These are your maintenance calories. Then I can calculate their caloric deficit. And I do this by taking off 15 to 30% of their calories from their total maintenance calories. This is an important concept because, first of all, you're not either in a caloric deficit or you're not. You are at maintenance calories and your maintenance calories are a range. It's not just 2,000 calories is your maintenance, 2,001 calories makes you gain weight. It's usually a range of about 200 calories, sometimes even more. So for example, in this case, the range would be 19 to 2,100 calories rather than a specific number like 2,000. And also your caloric deficit is a range where 
anywhere below the calories that you need to maintain your weight is going to lead to some fat loss. The difference is that the larger the caloric deficit, so the for example, if you have a 30% deficit, you're going to lose weight faster than if you were to have a 15% deficit. However, don't jump straight into a 30% deficit if you've never dieted before, because the larger the deficit, the hungrier you're going to feel, the more challenging the diet is going to be. What you're here for is a lifestyle transformation. So you need to find what's a sustainable deficit for you. If you're starting out for the first time, take your maintenance calories, take off 15% and be as consistent with this number as you can for at least two to four weeks before you make any change. If you're not being consistent, you need to become consistent first because you don't want to lower your calories if you're already not consistent with higher calories when you could simply become more consistent and see better results. And that's my first approach to calculating an appropriate caloric deficit. The advantage of this approach is that it's going to be more accurate. It's going to be specific to you, not based on averages or fitness formulae. The disadvantage is that it takes one to two weeks of tracking your calories consistently. But I would argue that if you are starting out and you're not yet consistent with the habit of tracking, this is the perfect opportunity to learn. There's a second approach, which is quicker, but it does rely on a fitness formula because you're going to use a calculator to estimate your maintenance calories. And calculators are inherently less accurate than the more individualized approach that I've just described. However, no calorie target is ever going to be 100% accurate anyway. Moreover, at some point, you may need to tweak your calorie targets Anyway, it's very common during a fat loss phase to have your metabolic rate decrease, which means you burn fewer calories in a day, even doing the same activity. So you may need to eat fewer calories to continue losing weight. In addition, you're also going to be a smaller person. A smaller person burns fewer calories naturally. So therefore, you're going to potentially need to lower your calories. What I mean is that Whichever of these two methods you use, all you're going to get is a starting point for your calories. So it doesn't really matter that it's 100% accurate because you have the power to change it anyway, and you may need to change it anyway in the future. So for this second method, you're going to use a calculator to calculate your maintenance calories, and then you're going to remove 15 to 30% to establish what your fat loss calories need to be. This is a method that I am going to implement with all the clients in my group coaching program, Transformation Kickstart, so that they can start their six-week fat loss phase right away. In terms of which calculator to use, it doesn't really matter because they all have some degree of error. However, a lot of them are based on your sex assigned at birth. And I know many gender diverse people struggle with this because they might be medically transitioning and they don't know, oh, should I use my gender, the gender I identify with, the gender I'm transitioning to, or should I use the sex assigned at birth? So I actually have a calculator that doesn't use sex. It's based on your activity level, 
and it's based on your current weight instead. It only uses these two pieces of data. If you want it, you can sign up for my free newsletter. You're going to get it for free along with a nutrition guide and a gym-based training program to try. So check out the description of this episode and you're going to find a link to this guide. And that's a wrap for your first key performance indicators, the most important for fat loss, which is your total calories. The second nutritional key performance indicator is protein. Protein doesn't make you gain or lose weight, but it is going to make your fat loss phase a lot easier because protein is one of the most filling nutrients according to scientific research. In addition, it's going to make your physique look a billion times better coupled with regular resistance training because protein is the most important nutrient to build muscle. Again, only if you train consistently. You can eat all the protein you want. If you don't train, you're not going to build any muscle. With that said, here's how to set your protein. As a general rule of thumb, one gram per pound of body weight or two grams per kilogram of body weight works really well. If you want the actual range recommended in the scientific literature, that's 0.7 to 1.1 gram per pound of body weight per day, or 1.6 to 2.2 grams per kilogram of body weight per day. I will say these ranges aren't necessary for everyone. In particular, if you currently carry extra weight, you have overweight or obesity, one gram per pound, if you weigh 300 pounds, is going to be 300 grams of protein. If you're also in a caloric deficit, that's going to leave very little room in your diet for any other nutrient. So it's not great to cover your nutritional basis and it's also unnecessary to maintain muscle mass or grow more muscle during the fat loss phase. So if you do have extra weight that you're carrying, again, you're in the overweight or obese category based on your BMI, then what I suggest is that you use a body weight that's considered quote-unquote normal according to the BMI based on your height. If you want to do a deep dive on protein, I'm going to do one in a future episode, but I also already have a comprehensive guide to protein for muscle growth and fat loss as an article on my blog. This is the title of it, and I'm going to put the link in the show notes. The final nutritional key performance indicator for fat loss is fiber. Again, fiber won't make you lose or gain weight, but it's going to make fat loss far easier to stick to because fiber is the second most filling nutrient according to research alongside protein. In terms of setting your fiber targets, the general recommendation is to eat 14 grams of fiber per 1,000 calories eaten. So if you eat 2,000 calories, that's 28 grams of fiber per day. If you're on 1,500 calories, then that's 20 grams of fiber per day. Let's have a quick recap of the nutritional key performance indicators, calories, protein, and fiber. Calories are important 
on a weekly basis. I'm going to go into more depth on this in the next podcast episode, but for now, all you need to know is that you don't lose fat just over a 24-hour period. Fat loss occurs over time, so you don't need to worry about hitting a daily calorie target on the nose every single day. You can take a daily calorie target, multiply it by seven, and that gives you your weekly calorie budget as long as your total calories eaten in that week don't go over that weekly calorie budget, you're good. For example, if you're eating 1,500 calories per day, 1,500 times 7 is 10,500. So as long as the total amount of calories you eat in a week is at or below 10,500, and that's a good weekly calorie target for you, you are going to see weight loss, which means that one day you can eat 2,000 calories if on the remaining days you make up for these extra 500 calories that you added on top of the 1,500 that you have set as your target. Fiber is also important on average across the week, whereas protein is a little bit different. You want to do your best to hit a daily protein target because we need an influx of amino acids, the building blocks of protein, throughout the day, every single day, in order to maximize muscle protein synthesis, which is the creation of new muscle protein. I'm going to do a deep dive into protein in a future episode, so that's all you need to know for now. I wanted to make this distinction clear. Your fiber and your calorie targets can be hit over the course of an entire week, whereas your protein ideally is going to be a daily target. However, if you're very, very new, then try to get enough protein in across the week. And then when you become more adept at doing that, then move into having a daily target that you hit every single day. These are your key performance indicators for nutrition, for fat loss. Your activity related key performance indicators are your daily steps and or cardio and your resistance training program. Let's start with the daily steps and or cardio. First of all, activity is fundamental for fat loss because as I was saying at the beginning, you achieve fat loss by eating fewer calories than you burn in a day. However, if you're wondering, well, why would you set the calories that you eat as the main priority then, the reason is that it actually takes a lot of activity without changing your diet in order to lose weight. It requires so many hours of high-intensity cardio every week that it's unrealistic for most people, unless you're a professional athlete that, that gets paid to do this as a job, to be able to burn enough calories to lose weight without changing your diet at all. We also have research showing that a combination of more activity and a change to your diet is going to yield the best fat loss results compared to simply trying to change your diet alone or simply trying to do more activity. So if I had to set these three options in order from 
most effective to least effective. The most effective would be to combine more activity with a change to your diet. The second most effective would be to change your diet and to worry about your calories as your top priority. And the least effective would be to try to lose weight by doing more cardio or more steps. And this little hierarchy is based both on scientific research, but also on my personal experience. I always had my clients at least a step count goal, but I used to be a little bit more understanding if people weren't achieving these targets. Whereas in the last year or two of coaching, I've become a lot stricter about it because when my clients hit a specific minimum step count per day, it makes their fat loss so much easier and so much more efficient. And this minimum target that I found to work really well is at least 10 to 12,000 steps per day. I'm sure you've all heard of the minimum 10,000 step goal for general health. However, more recent research has shown that you can get maximum health benefits, not necessarily fat loss benefits, from doing seven to 8,000 steps per day. So you don't necessarily need to hit a minimum of 10,000 to see health improvements. However, in my personal experience, 10 to 12,000 steps tend to make a fat loss phase much easier and much more efficient. So that is what I now recommend to all my clients. As an alternative, some people are just too busy to get 10 to 12,000 steps in every single day, in which case I usually want a minimum of six to 7,000 steps so that we get those health benefits that I talked about. And then I include 75 to 90 minutes of moderate intensity cardio. So think jogging on a treadmill or using the Stairmaster or the cross trainer for 75 to 90 minutes every week. And these are also, for that reason, the two options for activity that I propose to all of the people that are going to join Transformation Kickstart. I am going to set your calorie targets, your protein and your fiber targets, but I'm also going to set you an activity target. And when you fill out the intake form, which is a questionnaire for me to get you started, I ask you whether you want to build up to 10 to 12,000 steps per day or whether you want to build up to 6 to 7,000 steps plus 75 to 90 minutes of cardio. Your final activity-related key performance indicator to hit is your resistance training program, so your workouts. Much like fiber and protein, lifting weights or resistance training isn't going to make you lose or gain body fat but it is going to shape the muscle that's currently hidden underneath your body fat. So if you were to not lift a single weight for the entirety of your fat loss phase, at the end of it, you would look like a smaller version of the way you look now. If you want to achieve a different shape, whether you want broader shoulders or whether you want a smaller waist, whether you want a bigger lower body. What you want is to lift weights in order to shape the muscle that lies underneath your fat. That's why 
all of my clients get a personalized training program, my one-on-one clients, whereas my transformation Kickstarters get group programs that are suited to their fitness level, equipment available, and physical. But everyone gets a program because it's going to make a massive difference to the way you look at the end of the fat loss phase. And I'm not going to go into all of the health benefits, both from a physical and mental health standpoint that you're going to get from resistance training, because today we're exploring the key performance indicators for fat loss. But there are a billion extra benefits to lifting weights other than simply losing body fat. These are all of the key performance indicators that you need in order to lose fat. Now you know what they are, why they're important, and how to set these targets for yourself. To finish off the podcast, I am going to cover my step-by-step guide on how to start actually achieving these targets. First of all, the most common mistake that people make is that they go all in All at once from day one, they want to be tracking calories super consistently. They want to be hitting their deficit calories or their fat loss calories. They want to be hitting protein and then fiber, and they want to be training five days per week, and they want to be doing 10,000 steps, and they're just getting really overwhelmed. And then they crash and burn and they stop everything after a week because they're burnt out. My step-by-step guide addresses this problem by starting with small and easy wins. What you want isn't just to set the right targets to begin with. You also want to build self-efficacy. Self-efficacy is the confidence that you can actually achieve a long-term goal. If you don't have self-efficacy, you are going to give up. So don't start super difficult because that doesn't build self-efficacy because most people are going to fail, which is very normal. If you start super hard and you've never done this before, how are you going to succeed? Then you want to start small, small and easy. You want to find the right balance between targets that are easy enough that you're definitely going to hit them, but not so easy that you're going to lose all motivation to actually do them because it feels like you're not doing anything. Whenever a one-on-one client starts working with me, what this looks like is what I call a kickstart phase where we focus on mastering all of these key performance indicators. So in week number one of the kickstart phase, all I want the client to do, so all I want you to do, is to start tracking and to find your baseline. So start tracking your calories, find out without changing anything, how many calories you're eating right now. Start tracking along with your calories, your protein and your fiber, so that you find out how much protein and how much fiber you're eating right now. Start tracking your daily steps. And if you're already doing cardio, how much cardio you're doing, how long for, how often, and which machine you're using in the gym. After a week of tracking all of this, or two weeks, you are going to have your own baseline or what I call your foundation. And in the meantime, the big advantage of this initial tracking period is that you learn how to track consistently and accurately. Now, once you have your foundation, add a little bit at a time. For example, your top priority for fat loss from a nutritional standpoint is your calories. So if it feels too overwhelming to hit a calorie target, a protein target, and a fiber target, just worry about your 
calories to begin with. That's an easy win in terms of hitting your key performance indicators, and it's also going to lead to fat loss. So you get a little bit of a reward from a physique perspective, as well as from a lifestyle perspective. And then as you become more adept at tracking and hitting a calorie targets, then you can add protein. And then finally, you can add your fiber. From an activity standpoint, if currently you're doing 2,000 steps per day, you ain't going to do 10,000 from tomorrow. Instead, focus on adding about 1,000 steps per week, 500 to 1,000, to your current daily total until you build up to 10 to 12,000 steps. As a rule of thumb, 5 to 10 minutes of walking net you about 500 to a thousand steps. So essentially a thousand steps equals 10 minutes of walking on average. The point here is don't go all in because you don't have the skill to do that yet. And you don't have the required self-efficacy to believe that even if you quote unquote fail sometimes, you are going to see this diet through. First, start with a kickstart phase. Track everything. Master the basic skill of tracking consistently and accurately. Find your baseline, your foundation, and then add a little bit to your foundation every single week, working up to your ideal targets, which includes calories, protein, fiber, steps and or cardio, and doing all of your lifting workouts. And that's a wrap for this episode. As always, I am going to leave you with a final task, which is, I'm sure you can imagine, begin your own kickstart phase. From the moment you stop listening to this podcast, start tracking your calories, your protein, and your fiber for at least one week, being as consistent and accurate as you can with tracking food without making any massive changes to what you're already eating. At the same time, track your body weight to see how how much you're eating right now on average affects your body weight on average every week. Don't worry about day-to-day fluctuations. Weigh yourself every day. As soon as you wake up, before you eat or drink anything, and after you've been to the toilet, if you need to go, write down the weight and then take the average of all the weigh-ins that you have taken across the week. So you want to weigh yourself at least three times or ideally every single day. So you track your calories, protein, and fiber, you track your body weight, and you draw the average for the week. What you're going to do next is you're going to email me this data. I want to know your average daily calories, your daily protein, and your daily fiber for the past week. And I want to know all of your weigh-ins, and I am going to do the math completely for you. I am going to set your starting fat loss calorie target myself completely for free. All you need to do is email me at fit2transform at gmail.com. And you're going to find the email address in the show notes. In the next episode, I'm going to do a deep dive into how to set realistic expectations for your fat loss phase, and therefore how to make the most of the process. I'm already looking forward to it. I hope you enjoy today's podcast.
And thank you very much for being here on this awesome ride that the podcast has been for me so far. And that's it for today's podcast. The next one is going to be the last episode in the No Quit Kit series, which I created as mental prep to help my future one-on-one clients get ready mentally for a fat loss phase to see it through, to understand what to expect and how to make the most of it, and how to get long-term results and work towards their lifestyle transformation. I also prepared it for all of my future transformation Kickstarters so that even before transformation kickstart begins, they already know what to expect, how to make the most of the program and what they need to do in order to continue making progress even after transformation kickstart. Speaking of which, we're now at the end of July, transformation kickstart starts on Monday 22nd of August and you can sign up up until Friday, August 19th. That's when signups close. All you need to do is click the link in the show notes about Transformation Kickstart. The link will take you to a web page with a description of the six-week group program. So what you get, who it's for, and any other question you might have is also going to be answered on that page. And then it's going to have a link to the intake form that you need to fill out in order to sign up. This is going to be the very first intake. So the price is going to be £99 for the full six weeks. That's £66 per month or £16.5 per week. It's never going to be this price again because I wanted to celebrate the launch with a reduced price so you don't want to miss out if you're getting value out of these podcasts transformation kickstart is going to be a billion times better on the other hand if what you want is a holistic approach that covers training nutrition and it's completely personalized to you then what you need is one-on-one coaching which is already open you can already sign up for it and schedule a free consultation with me where we're going to go through your goals, how I can help, and we can get to know each other so you can find out if we're a good fit. And then you can get started as soon as right after the consultation ends. You can find a link to either option, one-on-one coaching or transformation kickstart in the show notes. And I'm really looking forward to hearing from you. Lastly, if you want to support the podcast and help me reach more people, please leave a five-star rating or review on any podcast platform that you're using. Thank you very much for listening and I'll speak to you soon.